Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. 301 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello back in the building. Matt Scraby. I get to sit in this beautiful booth here in Oracle Park and look out into the water and watch baseballs hit right now. And you guys are stuck in the studio. I feel for you from that standpoint. Uh, we do have a daily gambit uh, coming your way. Scraby and I have been... Uh, the sole gamblers while uh, Chris L.O. has been out. Um, I'm not sure how it went this past weekend. I don't think it went very well for you and I. Probably not. I. Uh, it's just gambling is not good to me, so I should just stop. But I keep. I think it's fun because I think people can win a lot of money. They just go against you. If they go against me, yes. yes. I mean, that, if, that you're paying, help if, me, if you're paying Chris, attention out there. That doesn't help me, though. Well, but you're providing a service. Uh, I saw a tweet that the sports books are very, very happy this weekend because Dallas losing and a couple other teams losing ruined all of the parlays out there. So even though there was a big – or uh, who won that – I can't remember who won that was like a good payout for, for bet bettors. But the probably the Colts beating the Ravens, maybe. But upset. the Cowboys and all that—they really yeah. screwed up everything. By the way, the Cowboys probably cost a lot of people in our survivor pool this uh, week. Th- they did, yeah. I know that yeah. uh, you and I are both still alive. We are. scraped through three weeks. What about you, Tony? How's Tony? No, Tony didn't. He's make just it? staring at me. <laughs> I was well, out I after. I, I was out aware. after week. That was out after week two. You were out after week two. So you and I are still alive, scraped. I've yeah. picked uh, Philadelphia, Washington, and. Seattle so far. Those are my three that I've. Those are very different, actually. Xed out. Uh, mine were. Uh, it was Jacksonville, Buffalo, and 49ers. 49ers. You've yeah. used the 49ers. Yeah, I knew that they were just going to beat up on the Giants. So. Well, the uh, the 49ers look very good, and uh, you know it's interesting. There's only two three and O teams in the NFL. That's it. 49ers and Dolphins. That's crazy. And then the winner of tonight's game between the Eagles and Bucks will be the third. And I mean, that's, the NFL, that's the it. The NFL is always, you know, they have always uh, bragged about their parity. Yeah, it is so it, tough. It, I mean, how tough is it to win three straight games when in a league of 32 teams, only three teams will actually accomplish that to start the season? Yeah, crazy. Crazy indeed. You, you, you would think there'd be a lot more at three and zero. Like that's just yeah, it's not, not that you know, hard, right? You shouldn't think, be. but yeah. By the way, is. by the way, I woke up today. Pretty sure I was in San Diego after twenty three hours of travel, um, four times. But there. also wondering how lucky we all are, even though the Padres have had their you know 
quote, dysfunction. We could have woken up today in Denver, guys, and done the weekend rap show in the Mile High City, not only following the Broncos' loss yesterday, but the Colorado Buffalo loss on Saturday. Those two Denver area teams lost by a combined 112 to 26. <laughs> it's yeah. not a it good weekend there. It wasn't there. a good day in the state of Colorado, no, for sure. not a good weekend at all. So, all right. Let's get to the the gambit. Yeah. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. Let's get started with the ones we did last week. The first one was Boise State and San Diego State on Friday night. Oh, boy, the Aztecs Aztecs lost the game, but they made a lot of people happy who bet on them. That's true, because Tony and I both went with the the Aztecs, who were six-point underdogs. They lost by three, 34-31. But they scored one of those, oh-by-the-way, touchdowns in the last second. They did. To beat the spread. Yeah, I don't know where I'm at with the Aztecs this year. It's, it's you can't you year. can't feel great about them. I mean, offensively, they're finally starting to come around, come around. Exactly. You know, Jalen Maiden had a good game. They put thirty one points up on the board, but the defense has just not been physical, stingy. You know, the same way it was back in the back in the quote glory days of Aztec football, <laughs> like ten years ago. You know, and it's unfortunately almost impossible to talk about the Aztecs. They're going to hate me for saying this, but. Without somebody bringing up the fact that the crowd was just not there again on Friday night for the yeah. conference opener against a pretty good opponent, so that's just, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, the the one thing that you could always usually count on it was the student section, but it was quite empty. It seemed like and yeah, students, in the second half for sure. Yeah, can but I mean, listen, you have to. It's it's no different than any other sport, right? You have to put something out there that people want to see. And, you know, they certainly don't want to see the losses. And although I thought the Aztecs did some things offensively and looked good, um, you're going to need to keep doing having those type of performances, I think, in order to get the students to come out. It doesn't necessarily mean you got to win all these games, although, don't get me wrong, that's what we all want to see happen. But... That's the type of offense and production that you want to see moving forward, I think. And if you keep that consistently, keep seeing that, I think people will start to come back. But that was the first real glimpse of what the offense could look like uh, at when they when they got the ball up and down the field. Little thumbs up to Ryan Lindley, man. He said yeah. that they were going to be better, and you know, through five games, I've seen market improvement, but. They got a tough one this weekend at Air Force. I mean, Air Force looks like the best team in the league right now. So, you know, they got to hang with it here and see if they can't make something. You know, it's a three-game losing streak. It's not the end of the world. They've lost to three teams that are better than them. Simple as that. 
Yes. Moving yeah. on to our next bet. It was Ole Miss and Alabama from Tuscaloosa on My Saturday. My two favorite coaches going head-to-head. Lane Kiffin versus Nick Saban. <laughs> Tony and I both chose Ole Smith, as I wrote on the sheet, or yeah. Ole Miss. Alabama won 24-10, and they covered because they were... Favored by six and a half points, so this wasn't close. Tony and I lose Guys on lost this one. That one. Now yeah. Utah and UCLA started with a pick six to begin the game. I didn't check back in on this score until this morning, and Utah was a three and a half point favorite in this game against UCLA. Both Tony and I pick Utah. Utah ended up winning, but they only won fourteen to seven, so not a lot of scoring in this game. Pick six was a big deal. Um, I, I was unhappy to see this score. Why? Because I wanted Utah to beat Chip Kelly like forty-four to seven, oh, oh, not okay. fourteen yeah, it was, to seven. It, it, I wanted I wanted them to beat Chip Kelly because of Dave, and I wanted them to beat him <laughs> bad. And so I was a little disappointed that the score didn't get. You know, it wasn't a blowout. Yeah, I, I wanted was a little more. I wanted a little more bang for my buck there. Were you with Dave when when the uh, pick six went down, or was that before you guys showed up to the stadium? You know, he had it playing the whole game, like on his TV, so we couldn't see none of the other games that were going on because he wanted to watch his Utah, Utah and UCLA. UCLA. Right, yeah. and you know, it used to be that the TVs that I used during the game to kind of you know watch and broadcast, they used to turn to different channels. Now they oh. don't, and so we were stuck watching Utah and UCLA. So I, you know, I didn't pay a hundred percent attention to it. I just wanted to make sure they were losing at all times. <laughs> so I didn't actually see the pick when it happened, but uh, I'm sure Dave did, and he just, probably was it just punching goes to air show like that, he was earlier. It just goes to show that no matter how inane the game is, there's somebody out there who cares about it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Jesse and I have this conversation when we walk in and he's watching the, uh, I don't know, you could name a, a small country out there that's doing minor league soccer and he's got like it locked up on his on his laptop. Uh, Third like, division Latvian league. Right, like what uh, What kind of psychopath are you, man? <laughs> he's a little crazy, that he Dave is, Marcus. Because we've crazy. learned a lot about Dave Marcus this year. He's sports yeah. crazy for sure. Sports Crazy. Shout out to Dave Marcus in his 30 years of service. Uh, I did here. hear that. Not only that, he got. I saw that tweeted out while I was gone. Now that made it yes. all the way across the seas, man. That he got he his was, picture up on the board at Petco Park. That is picture. He got a video. Like they brought in the oh, cameras good. and everything. Nice. He was so uncomfortable. I purpose. I have at some point. I will release footage of him as it's all happening. He looks. So uncomfortable. Don't worry, Dave. I would be so his, uncomfortable. His too. skin is crawling. It was. It, that's how comfortable. Good for you, though, Dave. You deserve it. Yeah. Shout whether out to you, Dave. Whether Marcus. you're comfy or not, you deserve it. Yeah. He did. The final bet we made: Colorado, Oregon at Oregon. Oregon were they were 21 point favorites in this game. Tony and I said we don't know if Colorado is going to win, but we think they're going to cover. I think everybody felt that way. Didn't happen. Oregon blew Colorado out, 42 to six. A couple of things on that game. Uh, first of all, Dion, you know, is due for the balloon to burst a little bit, yeah. but he'll probably use this to his advantage. Uh, but I want to talk about the Oregon coach, and I'm going to call him the Oregon coach because I'd have to look up his name to know it. Um, but he had a great pregame speech that talked about how Colorado is playing for clicks and we're playing for wins. And they're the team that everybody, you know, is watching, but we're going to show them that we deserve to be. Anyway, gave a great speech, got all of the last laughs in on Dion at halftime. He was like, we're going to beat him even worse than this. I mean, he had, he was really on point. But my point is, is here we are two days after that game, and I know who Dion is. 
I don't know who the Oregon coach is still. And that's my that's my thing. Dion is still the talk of college football, even though he got blown out this weekend. For all of those of you that are happy about this, because I know there's a lot of Dion haters out there, Dion always has the right thing to say. And what he said was, tell the Oregon coach to get his shots in now because he's not going to be able to do this for long. Because he's yeah. moving conferences. Dion? Oh, I thought you were talking about the Oregon coach. Sorry. I, no, I, I'm just saying yeah. that Dion said we we're not going to be this bad. Yeah. Again. Yes. And I, I just I'm just Dion has made me a, a honestly a college football slash fan. Colorado <laughs> fan. I'm watching and rooting for him, even though he got beat this week. The, the irony in that statement was about the clicks is that. That same very coach knew those cameras were in there as he was mm. making that speech. Oh, yeah. And and we'll use it the same way. And, by the way, there was nothing wrong with that at all. And we'll use it the same way. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, uh, ultimately, he's going to benefit and do, use the same tactics on his side to do the same thing, which that is Dion recruit. Does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because we haven't talked about it yet, but MLB Network keeps showing this. And I we have to Fernando's catch yesterday in right field. How? What do you think? How high do you think he jumped? Is this a bet? No, I'm just saying. Oh, like is, we haven't oh, talked about it. We, I just wanted to. Why talk are you about mixing it? it in right now? We have like two <laughs> and a half I, hours more to show. I, I think we'll probably forget at some point because we just move on. But that that catch yesterday, it, it, it was incredible. By I the think way, did you like guys did you guys know that preseason hockey is starting next yes, week? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> Um, Tony, can you explain on a scale of 1 to 10 how difficult that catch was? Why do you throw this stuff in out of just deep left field? Because I saw it on TV so many times. Deion Sanders, Colorado, college football, Daily Gambit. Oh, I wanted to ask you about Trust me. I have, catch. I have a good segue back into the Daily Gambit. That, that, was, that was funny. I'm sorry. Uh, it was a really – it was a phenomenal – it was a phenomenal catch. Guys. It was a phenomenal catch. Nobody really robs home runs in right because the wall's a little bit taller. It's not, you know, you got that chain link pe- part of it over there. The, he timed it. He got up, man. He, just think, uh, jo- uh, Jordan Walker is about, got him by about, I don't know, three, four inches mm. in height. He, he he got up there. I told him on the uh, when we got to the hotel last night, I said, hey, man. I'd love to throw a lob to you, man. You look like you make a. I said you make a point guard look real good with, with the way you got up on that one. He was like, "We can make that happen. <laughs> we can make that happen." Man, he's going to get a Gold Glove. Snell's going to yeah. get a Cy Young. It's going to be will... a lot of a lot of postseason glitter. Yeah, for the yes. Padres or post, you know, but uh, just uh, personal, unfortunately. And back to the daily gambit. I'm checking in on the odds. Boy, that is a really good. That is a really good transition. Let's go back to Fernando's teammate Blake Snell and his Cy Young Award odds. He is leading the way by a lot now. Minus four thousand for Blake Snell. If you wanted to get Blake Snell on a good bet, you've lost. Two weeks ago was your better. Two weeks ago was the best way to do it because minus four thousand. And the other thing, Chris, before we get to your bets, C.J. Stroud, uh, Texans quarterback. His offensive rookie of the year odds were plus fifteen hundred before the season, and after three weeks, he's now plus four fifty to win the award. Bijan Robinson still leads the way at plus three thirty, although he did have a tough game yesterday. All right, rookie quarterbacks have fared. Eh. I think C.J. Stroud looks good. 
He did yesterday. I mean, Jacksonville's uh, surprisingly not as good as we thought they were, at least uh, not yet. Much too early. All right, here's the bets for tonight, guys. My man Staley, my man Staley would say otherwise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That that twenty seven to nothing lead that he had against the Jaguars will never, never leave him. No. Yeah, that's a stain. All right, Blake Snell over under tonight to allow three and a half hits. Will he allow over that or under that? I looked it up in his last twenty three starts since the end of May. He's allowed less than three hits, three or less, 15 times. So almost two-thirds of the time yeah. he allows three hits or less, which is just insane how good he's been. Will he do it again tonight? Three and a half is the over-under. Who's first? You go. Um, I know that he's only given up one hit in the last 45 batters, so I'm going to say he goes under three and a half hits. Keeps it going, huh? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not that I don't believe he's unbelievable. Because mm. he is. Mm. It's just, it's it's impossible to keep doing what he's doing. I, I say the Giants squeeze out at least four hits. I'll say over. Tony. I'm going to say under. Under again. He is remarkable. All right. Monday Night Football, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, over under 44 points. Ooh, total. I've been so bad at these. They're tough. Although if you would have gone over Miami-Denver game, you would have had a cakewalk there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first here. 44 points. Baker Mayfield shows up big. They go over. Wow. Tonight in this game. Uh, Tony. They'll go under. Under. All right. Scraby. Um, uh, over. Over. Okay. Um, one more Monday Night Football game. There's another one. Bengals and Rams. Jamar Chase over or under 80 Total yards, receiving and rushing. Oh, wow. 80 yards for Jamar Chase. Of course, he doesn't normally pick, get rushing yardage, but uh, that could happen. So, I'll 80 yards. With, I'm picking with my heart on this one. I'm going to say I need it because I need him to do nothing, really. Okay. So, I'm going to say under. You need him oh, to wow. do nothing tonight. Monday night football and people sweating out their fantasy games. That's a whole other subject that I don't really want to talk about. Probably get into it later in the week when we do our fantasy check, but it's... Not been good for me. I need him to do something for my fantasy team, so over. <laughs> over. All right, just because you need him to do something, I'll go under. Uh, of course you will. Yeah, I will. And then finally, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I got one more. Well, Mariners one more. and Jeez. One more, four games. Mariners and Astros, they're playing for the AL wild card. Three-game series. Mariners with Luis Castillo. Astros with Justin Verlander. Mariners are favored by one and a half runs mm. against Justin Verlander. Scraby, who are you taking tonight? I'm going to take the Astros. Astros and Verlander. I'll say uh, Astros and Verlander. Tony. Astros much better on the road than they are at home. Good I will point. take the Astros. Good All right. job. All right, that's it, Scrape, for my stuff. Okay, that's All right, it. Let's get, to break let's get to break because we are well past the time. More going to Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 325 is the time. Chris Otto, Matt Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace Studios. San Diego, California. Tony Gwynn Jr. up the coast. 
He's in San Francisco. Tonight, Padres and Giants, Padres flickering playoff hopes, will be snuffed out for good unless they beat the Giants tonight. Blake Snell will attempt to keep the Padres' hopes alive. Tony and Jesse will have the call. A bit later on this evening, um, everybody knows I was gone the last couple of weeks. Real, real quick, I got an answer yeah. for you, something that you had asked during the break. Joe Burrow is expected to start here for Joe Burrow. Football. Oh, what yes. are you going to do, Chris? Fancy football decision. I'm down by 46 points. I don't think it matters what I do. <laughs> Hey, he he's one of those dudes that can pull off 46. 46? He can throw five I'm, touchdowns, throw for 400 yards. Yeah. Dream on. <laughs> Dream on. My, my opponent, my opponent uh, has Joe Mixon, so oh, he'll so, add okay. to the 46. There you go. Yeah. I, I, go. I, I, I've chalked this one up. Um, but, yeah, I was gone, and if my wife is listening right now, so you're not going to be happy to hear this because it was a two-week vacation. We had all of these beautiful places we went, Capri, Italy, and Lyon, France, and the south of France, and Marseille, all these kind of just romantic you know, evenings, Tony, you know, these kind of things with the yeah, wife yeah, yeah, and yeah. the beautiful walking around these you know, uh, streetlight-lit river walks and just a beautiful experience. Barcelona, we went to Spain. And, of course, the thing I'll remember most about this trip – is that I went to the FC Barcelona soccer match Saturday night. No way. And uh, I have to actually thank my wife because she kind of pushed us to go. I don't normally like to to spend money on soccer, of all things. But we bought tickets and uh, went to the game. Scraby, is that you playing that? What are you playing? Or is this coming from the no, no, stadium? No, 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 I'm playing, I'm playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you playing? I'm, I'm setting the mood for Europe. I'm playing some Italian music. I googled Italian music and went to YouTube. <laughs> yes, this is exactly how I felt for the last two weeks, Gravy. Describing it perfectly. But so I she went pushed to, you into it. I went to the FC. Well, she she thought we should go, and uh, so we, you we know what, wait, bought a couple of happen- tickets online the day of the match and uh, went up there. It was pretty awesome. Now, uh, while you were gone, they played in an epic like game where they came back. Did you did you that happen was the to game. see that? Shut Whoa. up! That was the game we were at. It was Saturday night, Barcelona time. I don't know what time it was here. Maybe Friday night here. But they were losing. Uh, they, they played a team called Celta Vigo. Uh, Vigo is uh, a city in Spain. So this was a La Liga match for all of you soccer enthusiasts out there. But it was played at the Olympic Stadium in Barcelona where they held the Olympics in 1992. So that was exciting to be in that in that building. But FC Barcelona, I thought, you know, one of the most famous soccer teams in the world. We're here. We're never going to get another chance. So let's go. We went. They're losing 2-0 with nine minutes remaining in the game. And they come back and score three goals in the last nine minutes to win. I know that place was going bonkers. Beyond bonkers, Tony. That's Um, awesome. I think a lady gave birth in the row next to ours. (laughs) Now, people are going crazy. Uh, But it was a lot of fun to be in a European soccer match in a historic place like that and see them come from behind. And as I tweeted out, you you all know I'm not the biggest soccer fan. But after a match like that, as I said in the tweet, maybe soccer ain't so bad after all. I mean, three goals in nine minutes. The odds of that are infinitesimal. And Scrape, what is his one biggest gripe with soccer? Nobody ever scores. No yeah. one ever scores. Yeah. He sees three goals in nine minutes. That's yeah. I, I think there's something the universe is trying to tell you something. 
Yeah, maybe I, I should come around. <laughs> maybe I should come around. But uh, this, of course, was the team that Messi used to play for. And now they have uh, Lewandowski. You know what I'm talking about? Lewandowski. Yes, yes. He scored the first two of the three goals. Lewandowski's a yeah. good, good player. He's pretty awesome. But it was pretty. It was just exciting. I felt like just I was the Yankee Stadium version. Nerd. You know, kind of the Yankee Stadium version of Spain. Was just as I, I say that, the, the soccer nerd behind me is like shaking his head. Yeah, he's real, he's real good. He's oh, real good. He's Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Marcus, for that bit of See, information. What I want to know is what was your favorite food? My favorite food on the yeah. trip? Yeah, where did, where did you eat it? Uh, I Gelato, and I ate gelato. it everywhere. Gelato? So, yeah, I ate <laughs> it everywhere. You go down to the, the store and get gelato. Not, the, not like gelato. that. Not like that, Scraby. Not like Italian, Italian gelato. Gel- I remember when I went to Capri. Italy. Are you kidding me? And I got Italian gelato, and yes, it's good, but... Anything else? That you I had want to paella about? in Spain. Oh, okay, all right. I had Ooh, uh, crepes in France, and I had uh, gelato in Italy. There you I mean, go. I you tried did the, the things. Yeah, I did the things that tourists are supposed to do. <laughs> nice job. So nice we had job. a really nice time, but I did miss everybody, and it was a long trip. I must tell my wife, two weeks is a that's quite the ask. But yes, uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you? Were you excited to see Kylie when you got home? Your we dog? were pretty excited by the time we got home last night. I must tell you, yes, the dog was very, very excited to see us, as we were her. Okay, so good. Awesome. All right, there we go. Now we'll get back into some Padre stuff. We got the Padre pen pals coming up next on Gwen and Chris, and some tough questions for uh, Tony and I to answer when we return. All right, if you go to. Uh, ESPN.com today, and you call up the MLB pigs. The uh, front story, top story, is headlined thusly. Is that a word? Thusly. Yes. T H U S L Y. Thusly. All right. Uh, Padres push back amid reports of organizational dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we're going to get into all of that. In the Padre Pen Pals, because I looked at the questions, and uh, Tony and I will be under the gun here. Tony stepped away for a second, so we're going to wait for him to come back. Uh, He's in San Francisco. Padres will play the Giants later tonight. And uh, Tony and Jesse will have the call after Sammy Levitt's pregame show, which gets underway at 545 following this here program. Um, But, uh, yeah, baseball season's coming to an end, and it looks like... I mean, the American League is going to come down to this Houston-Seattle series uh, to see who gets the last playoff spot. I, you got to hand it to Bochi and the Rangers. Now, they haven't wrapped it up. They're two and a half games up, but they're in L.A. tonight to take on the Angels. But, man, the Rangers had that big lead, right? And then they let it all get away, and they fell back, and I thought, eh, that's it. Bochi can't hang on. And he's he's capped them to the, fire, to the finish line. Yeah. By golly, he's done it again. You know, it's uh, <laughs> Boach. God love him. See what he can do in the postseason with Texas. But it looks like they're going to get in. looks like Toronto's going to get the second wild card. And it's going to come down to Houston and Seattle. And then in the National League, I know we're talking about where the Padres are. and But it's still going to be a great race down the stretch for the last wild card because you got the Diamondbacks, you got the Cubs. Diamondbacks lost today to the Yankees. But you only got the Marlins one game back. So they're still, you know, those three teams are right there. Reds are two and a half. Looks like they're going to slip out of it. Padres, of course, you know, dreaming of going 6-0 and and hoping that the Diamondbacks or Cubs go 0-6. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> 
you that's know, one a little the, crazy to, to hope for, but that's all they can hope for. One of the things that, I mean, you did read the articles while you were overseas yeah. and everything like that. But one of the things I think we talked about was uh, there were some that thought these were hit pieces. And I don't believe that they're hit pieces. You mean like somebody kind of had an axe to grind type yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. An axe to grind. Kind of like, here. here's my article about here's what's the, happening. Click it, please. Here's the dirt yeah. on the Padres. I didn't really feel like that. I don't know how you took it, but I didn't really feel like that. Because well, AC, he went and talked to, he said in the article, 30 different. he had 30 different conversations. Yeah, his article was well journalismed. That's a terrible way of saying it, but... He did everything that you're supposed to do as a writer. He went and talked to everybody. He was up front with Manny, told him, hey, this is what they're saying. I want you to comment on it. Gave him every opportunity. Manny did comment. He represented both sides of it in the article. Uh, So I think Kevin did a hell of a good job there. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean – all season long, we've all wanted to know what happened with the Padres. That's all Kevin A.C., Dennis Lynn, Ken Rosenthal, all these people. That's all they're trying to answer that question. Yeah. What happened to the Padres? Everybody wants to know. Was it? Was there something wrong? Was there something behind the scenes? Was it? What was it? And it was obvious to me and everybody else watching that something was amiss because a team with that much talent on paper should not struggle the way they did all year. You're, you're absolutely right. So. I, I think that more concerning for me was some of the uh, different... I, I thought the more concerning article was the athletic article talking about the dysfunction between the manager and the general manager, AJ mm-hmm. and Bob. Yeah. I, I, I think that's way more concerning than anything else because if those two aren't getting along, that's that, that sets up for a bad environment to be in. It's troublesome. It's troublesome. They that's have, for sure. Like you, like you said earlier, even if they don't see eye to eye on things, that's okay because that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. But if they just are working together towards the common goal, now they didn't say they were doing if that. They're pulling but, in separate directions. It's yeah, hard to win. It's very hard to win. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. Here's the thing: we can write, we can report, we can guess, but let's just all honestly, let's just sit back and wait and see what happens. Because if Bob Melvin is still managing next year, then all the reports of this, that, and the other are going to be exaggerated. If he's fired next week, we'll know. We'll know that. Yeah, probably all of this stuff was true. True. So yeah, let's just, point. you know, we, we're going to get the answer soon enough. Yeah. All right, Tony is back in uh, his spot. Let's check traffic and then get into the Padre Pen Pals. It's time to ask the experts, Padres fans. I was hoping maybe you can bring a little insight into it. Write us, tweet us, Facebook us. Send a carrier pigeon for Chris. He thinks they're cute. Padres Pen Pals begins. Hurt the Pelota big time. Now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, Chris has been following the Padres from all over the world, so I thought we should do uh, our one last Padres pen pals during the season, possibly if the Padres don't make the playoffs. But first, this hour is brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is almost here, and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional or ultra-modern sofa. Gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation set. Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit ashley.com today. 
kind of a, a mix of uh, happy and sad Padres, or happy and mad Padres fans today. So we'll get to the first one. This is from Blaine in San Diego. Blaine writes in and says, I, for one, am a huge fan of Juan Soto and hope the Padres do everything possible to keep him long term. I'm not sure why people give him as hard of a time as they do. All that does is make him not want to be a Padre. He may have started slow this year, but I think he's been a big reason why the Padres have won as many games as they have. We see him play hard on a daily basis, and I just don't understand the hate. So, Chris, up first, why is Juan Soto so polarizing with the fan base? Oh, God. Why do you ask me this question? Because you know I'm the one that polarizes fans here. Um, mm-hmm. You know... <sighs> Because he's got such an unbelievable, and I mean almost impossible to live up to, you know, level that he's supposed to be at. And there's a lot of people out there who believe that he should be Ted Williams. And probably nobody's ever going to be Ted Williams again. Um, The other thing is his base running uh, leaves a little to be desired. So... You put those two things together, he's had a couple of shaky plays in the outfield. He's made a lot of great plays in the outfield. But I think the those people, and I have been on this case too, that aren't 100% Juan Soto fans, those are the things they look at. So you're asking me why he's polarizing. Statistically, he's remarkable. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I I can't say anymore. He's he's putting up such incredible numbers right now that I'm gonna look like an idiot if I say anything more. So I'll just leave it go. I'll Tony, let Tony answer. He's better at this. Tony, one. why is Juan Soto so polarizing with the fan base? Um, there's no good reason, honestly. He plays hard. He's a baller, and yes, he didn't live up to the average part of Ted Williams, but everything else he did, and so. Uh, he's not a gold glove outfielder. He's not perfect on the base path, but, I mean, neither is Hassan. I mean, there are a lot of guys who, not a lot of guys, those two in particular probably make the most base running mistakes. One is criticized for it more than the other. Um, why is that? I don't know. But I don't think there's a, a, a real legit, he, he doesn't dog it. He is, you know, which is something that bothers people. He seems to try hard and care all the time. So I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what you. Uh, I don't know why he's so so polarizing. I don't either. I, I don't know because people can been criticizing me on this all year because I haven't been the biggest Juan Soto fan. But I don't really have a great answer as to why I'm not the biggest Juan Soto fan. I don't. Well, at least you're honest, Chris. At least you're honest. All right, thank you. Trying Blaine, to be anyway. <laughs> thank you, Blaine, for that one. I mean, Next. every time he hits a three-run homer, or has a five-hit game, or hits a you. grand slam, it's like I just feel like an idiot. So. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, here is the next one from Julian in Oceanside. The Padres' dysfunction has been well publicized at this point, and all the media in this town took it and ran with it before thinking about the reason for these stories to come out when they did. Clicks. That's all it's about, and I, for one, am disappointed in your station and other media members for delivering this news like it's fact. Tony, 
Can you tell me why the media needs to spread exaggerated information in order to get clicks? They don't. And uh, who said this? Julian. Julian uh, lives in a fantasy world. Um, the is it for clicks? I, I don't. I don't know that it's for clicks. Regardless of it, even if it is for clicks, if 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 the stuff that was written is that it is said to be true, which by the way, uh, didn't I, I believe uh, this. Eric Gruppner was on here the other day. He was on on Friday, with, yeah. With Ben and Woods. Yeah, talking, talking about, about these about stories, it. yes. And based on his own comments, it, it didn't sound like he thought it was, was fake or made up for clicks. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't think that's a, an honest assessment of what our station did. There was two different articles written with quotes from actual people in the clubhouse in the organization and people outside the organization and you can make of what you want of those said stories everybody wrote them our job is to to talk about it that's what we literally have a show to do so uh julian you can save your disappointment <laughs> uh, Chris, I know you weren't here for those two stories, but you are very well up to date on them. Can you tell him why the media needs to spread exaggerated information in order to get clicks? Because people like you, what, Julian? I, oh, I thought you were talking about me. No, people like Julian and everybody else who listens to the show has been asking one question all year long. What's going on? What's in the, the matter with the Padres? What Facts. happened? Why did this team fail so miserably? That's the only question on anybody's mind all year long and what went wrong. So for Kevin Acey on one side, for Dennis Lynn, uh, Ken Rosenthal on the other side, for Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby and Chris Ello on this side, to wonder and you know try to you know figure out you know what has happened, we're just trying to answer the question that everybody has been asking. So this is a this is a kind of a ludicrous question in a lot of ways. The media hasn't perpetuated this. This is exactly what the fans wanted to know. What has happened with the Padres? And as Tony said, you know, nobody has denied any of the stories that came out. They have pushed back against them. Uh, you know, I know Joe Musgrove was quoted in an article today uh, saying that you know there were some things that happened that we probably could have handled better. So. You know, he pushed back some, but he didn't push back all the way. I don't, I, I don't think any of this stuff. I think all, there's been good journalism all the way around here. Yeah, I, I really do. And, and you know, if, if you if you want to live in a in a fairy tale world out there uh, with this question, then so be it. But the only thing I've been asked all year long is what's the matter with the Padres. And well, so this is what these reporters were trying to find out. Literally from June on, that's pretty much what we were answering every day. What, yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And so, didn't, didn't two people write an article, write articles on what's going on, and somehow we're perpetuating a false narrative? We didn't write it. <laughs> we didn't write it. That's very true, Tony. We did not write it. Uh, thank you, and the, Julian. And, and for more importantly, the folks, email. the folks that did write it, um, they don't get down like that. They did it the right way. They they talk to people. They let people know things are going to come out about the team. Everybody as said, was prepared. As said by Eric Gruppner himself. Exactly.
All right, final one, Logan in Santee. That's it's the time open. to ask the experts. I'm, uh, Just keep going, I man. Know. You're a disaster all day long I'm not today. a disaster. <laughs> am I, am, are you the one with jet lag today, or am I the one with... The, am I the one that traveled 23 hours to get home yesterday? I, I, I'm performing in peak <laughs> mode right now. Really? So. If this is peak mode... Well, actually, this might be about Pete's you. more <laughs> I think you. about it. Told you. Logan yeah. says this. Chris, you're up first. Keep that in mind. I have seen many rumors recently that if Bob Melvin gets fired or steps away, the replacement would be Ryan Flaherty. I have nothing against Ryan Flaherty, and I'm not trying to trash him, but I don't understand why he would be the replacement. If he was such a good candidate, wouldn't he be the manager over Bob Melvin? I'm just a little confused hearing this, and it seems like A.J. Preller doesn't like to have a manager that will push back. If not Bob Melvin, Chris, what characteristics does a new manager need specific to this team? Well, I understand that this is uh, Ask the Experts, and this is Padres Pen Pals, and you're supposed to be able to ask us anything, and we're supposed to answer anything. That's what we build it as. But I'm honestly not going to go there yet. There's no reason to go there. There's just no reason to go. Bob Melvin is the manager. Uh, you know, Tony and I talked about this earlier on the show that Bob Melvin has basically said, "Why in the world would I? <laughs> why in the world would I leave one of these jobs that are so difficult to get in Major League Baseball?" So to sit here and you know spend time trying to predict something that may not need to be predicted is uh, just something I'm I'm going to choose not to do here. So uh, that's it. I you know I I, I don't I don't know. Towing the company line, I see. Yes, I am. Tony, if not Bob Melvin, what? <laughs> I can't believe you're getting a dig in on me. <laughs> you can't believe that? I had jet lag 23 hours. How many times are we going to hear that in the next hour or so? All day. If not Bob Melvin, Tony, what characteristics does a new manager need specific to this team? Um, I think they'll have to have a bunch of different characteristics. I think. Whatever the moment calls for are the characteristics they'll need. That may mean showing some love. That may may need to be dropping a hammer. Um, as Chris said, I don't know that this is, you know, I think Bo Mel is, as we discussed earlier in the show, made it, made it pretty clear that, uh, you know, quitting is not going to be one of the options. Um, if they fire him, that's a whole other uh, circumstance. But... I think Bob Melvin has the characteristics. Uh, just a, a grown-up in the room that can um, kind of guide the ship a little bit. I would say same same things. How about how about how about he just manages the way he's always managed in his entire career, where he's won three managers of the year awards and led the team to the NL Championship Series last year. He's the right yeah. guy for the job. We've said this all year long. The results Agreed. have not been there though this time. Agree. Nah. All right. Thank you, Logan. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, Blaine. Yeah, tough questions today out there on the firing line. Feel like I'm sitting here with a blindfold and a cigarette. <laughs> All right. Coming blindfold up next. And a cigarette. Yeah, coming up next. I'm back. 
Although I understand Dave Marcus did a tremendous job on Dave versus the fans. Yeah. Tremendous. No, not so tremendous. I not thought he so did a, a valiant job. Valiant job by Dave Marcus. He got be... ran over by contestants. He got ran over by contestants. Well, you, if you can't beat me today, you may never beat me because I don't know where I am. I'm 23 hours jet lagged, everybody. <laughs> That's me. Uh, Chris versus the fans next. Dial in. <laughs> 833 <laughs> 288 0973. Nice job. Oh.